um, are we thinking two questions will make an episode? I only ask because if if so, then after two we should like do a hey that was a good episode and then pretend we all met on a new day after that. <laughs> I don't know no, if we have to said, pretend hey, that was it's a, a good new episode. day, but no, we can I start know. our greetings again. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Okay, let's start. Okay. Let's try that. It's been so long. You look. You you were a young man when I knew you last. <laughs> Time has not been kind to you. <laughs> sending it out early just because I was like it's something that I think about like oh if you want to travel where are you going to go um literally there's the entire world uh, at your disposal but um you know how do you narrow that down and I was like you know what let me send that out so you can think about it a little bit um and I think my problem with these types of questions which is basically any question is like Thinking that it's like one definitive answer, and then I'm like, I, I, this is. If you were to say what's the sure. best or your favorite or the the number one, I so struggle with that because I'm like, well, I like a lot of the things or whatever. So, you know, um, Matt, I, I've learned a lot with Audrey around that. Of like, sometimes it will freeze her up if I say like, what's your favorite thing or what's the best mm, thing about mm-hmm. about this teacher or something. And I'll quickly a minute go, what what's a good thing about it? Yeah, um, yeah. So kind of figuring my own way because. I can never pick a favorite. Yep. Some people really easily go favorite ice cream this. Yeah. Favorite salt that. Favorite this that. I, I can't, can't do that. But then I thought, you know what? How about I just think of like a fun thing that I would do instead of like the thing. Uh, so my question was if, um, you know, money and schedule and all those things are no object. They're not a factor. Um, you can travel anywhere in the world and it's not the only place you'll go or your favorite place, but where's one place where you're going to go, yes, I want to go and do this thing or see this thing or experience that. So I I was reading all our questions to my wife while she was making dinner tonight. Um, We're just kind of talking. Yeah, yeah, I'll podcast later and so on. And so I said, oh, well, here the other ones were maybe a little bit bigger or something. And I said, here's an easy one, though. So if you, you know, schedule doesn't matter. um, Cost doesn't matter. And you can go anywhere in the world. Where would you go? And she goes, the moon. I go, no, no, <laughs> goddamn, this is the easy one. It was the, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> That's really good. For, for me, I'm into it. I, hey, there's a lot of places, and yeah, at first I overthought it, like, oh, yeah, the one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be my on my tombstone. But just how I'm feeling now, I, I I would love to go to Australia or New Zealand. I'll pick New Zealand out of the two, even. But why I've of New Zealanders I've met. Um, I can think of three actually. Um, I've met a lot more Australians. Um, they're pretty cool people. I kind of like the. Um, they have some weird shit in their culture, like ours, as far as like weird government um, kind of reactionary conservatism kind of stuff. But but generally, Australians are pretty fucking cool. New Zealanders are Kiwis are pretty cool. So they're a laid back people, um, kind of fun loving. Or this is my general weak impression of meeting a couple people, but. Um, so yeah, I'd love to go and see it. I've heard it's a beautiful place. The appeal of the schedule and money doesn't matter. That's great because it's a long way to get there. And I think like, oh, how do I free up my schedule or get this or this? If I don't have to think about any of that stuff, then yeah. So I, I'd go to New Zealand. 
I'm actually a little bit disappointed that Corey hasn't broken out into an Australian or New Zealand accent yet because I feel like he does a pretty good one. But um, do I really? Oh, that's that's pretty from season. Thank you for letting me know that I do a good Arr, I'm doing it currently. Welcome to the Southern Hemisphere. That's that's it. <laughs> that one's <laughs> it. Good night, Yeah, you're so, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I heard once on the radio somebody called. It was a call-in show, and they just called in and they said beer can, and it was like what they said. That's how an Australian says beer can, or a Jamaican says bacon. Bacon. <laughs> beer can. Beer can. Okay. Something. So that's basically Ben. So, ben like couched this whole like there. There's pretty cool people there to basically be like I want to go on the Lord of the Rings tour in uh, New Zealand, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which I totally do. So I get it. <laughs> there are worse tours. Yeah, yes. no, I know. I totally want to. Um, I want to grease pig contest a hobbit. But one thing that I, I, I you can do that in Vegas. I, <laughs> I definitely want to go to both of those places, Australia and New Zealand. Um, it's crazy to me anyways, to think of, so one, Australia is a huge place, but like so sparsely populated as far as Mm -hmm. like, um, the middle of it goes. And then you think of like New Zealand and we've probably all met people from New Zealand. And one thing that, um, kind of blew my mind recently was, uh, finding out that like there are twice as many people in New York City as in the country of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And you go like, holy shit, that's like a lot a uh, lot smaller than you think. You know, you just think like, uh, I, kn- I know I know Kiwis, I know of their culture, I know of these things. And it's like, that's still a fairly small island nation, uh, or mm-hmm. a couple islands. But um, uh, yeah, anyways, I would love to visit either of those places. And, and we're also being pretty big assholes lumping Australia and New Zealand into the same thing. Cause it's all the same. It's oh, all I the didn't. same shit, I said man. I'd like to go to one or the other, and then I picked one. You did, you did, so you did. Uh, Grant's right, though. I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, it's like a different spelling of potato. <laughs> yeah, the New Zealand has red stars on their flag, and Australia has white stars. They're and both I, just, it's the same shit. Oh, and I can't think of one other thing. difference. Yes, because I'm a nerd. I, what's the other difference? I, I, I don't know. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. None. And they would, I, an Australian would agree with me, I, I, I'm telling you. I'm sure. It's all not right, like the off. more similar Balls you are, the more you hate each other and see all the tiny little differences. That's not reality. The only <laughs> no. reason I've ever hoped this podcast would turn into something is is now... So that you can get hate mail from Australians, they'll 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 say finally someone sees that it's all the same, mm-hmm. that there are no differences. That's what they'll say. Got it. They'll yeah, say. the Australians are going to talk about not having difference. None. No, of course. You know they're good. Uh, you know there are Australians right now calling their prime minister. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Andy. God, that was uh, such a good thing. Um, uh, what's a good word? What's a good word? <laughs> um, uh, a tiny little joke that I, I I rewatched that one recently, and there's uh, on the stamp that of an the envelope, Simpsons episode that I think it's the phone bill that he gets. Yeah, the stamp it says Australia, thirty years of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I love that their superior court was originally from Austria. And they just uh, <laughs> typo corrected another. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
also that disparaging the boot is a bootable offense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Corey. Uh, where anyway. where's your where's your travel destination? I'm going to Japan every time. I don't mm. know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, not just like, uh, not just like to the robot sex factories of Tokyo. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you start there, right? Right. Um, You're not saying you don't go there, but not just there. Well, that way you can have your robot sex slaves for the rest of the trip. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly that's right. Um, or if something goes horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> you're focused for the rest of your trip. Yeah. Either way, it's off your mind. Yeah. Um, no, like, uh, there's, yeah, I, I want to see all the cool stuff that goes on in, like, the temples out in the country where they do, like, horseback archery and just the wacky stuff. And all my Japanese friends are like, ah, you don't want to go here. It's the land of wind and ghosts and robots. And, like, every, them talking me out of it makes me want to go even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what about... And I was just... It was the, like, Japanese culture was, like, the most opposite of Northwest Ohio culture. Mm. Right. Like, you know, there's, like, oh, a, yeah. ge- you can find, like, the geographic opposite of your, you know, of where you live on Earth, you know, um, like, digging a hole to China. Mm-hmm. If you, if you just reversed our entire, like, culture that we grew up in, it would be Japan. So that's what it, it just always called to me. There are a lot of um, uh, massive differences. We grew up, it was extremely informal. And that's a very formal society. Not just, I mean, American society is informal, but where we grew up, it was way informal. Hey, how's it going? People just walk in your house sometimes. Not ours, yeah. but in mm-hmm. some other people's. So, yeah. No, that makes sense. Just a completely different uh, view. Um, and I'll I'll cheat. I'll get there by way of uh, Madagascar and India. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Playing Risk? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's actually... My, that's where I would go. On the on the topic, so that that's super interesting because I was going to ask, you know, what about because you it, I've we've known that you know you've always been kind of in, into Japanese culture, and I was going to ask mm-hmm. why, and that's an excellent you know description of just like that it's that it's very different. Um, and when I think of Japanese culture, and probably a lot of people, we think of like those crazy fucking Japanese and their their game shows and like. Um, the what's great what's doki doki panic or what's the doki mario 2 yeah. um yeah doki doki panic so one thing that i thought aaron brought up uh recently which i thought was interesting she watched um a muppet a great muppet caper or some some muppet movie and mm-hmm. she's like when aliens come down and they see this pig <laughs> puppet with sparklers around her doing synchronized diving and with these swimmers oh, yeah, and like all this it. shit. And she's like, what kind of fucked up culture must they think that we have? And I was like, Oh my God, what? That's what I think about, you know, the Japanese, uh, pop culture. Flip that back to the Muppets. Our other countries going like, what the fuck are these Americans doing with these <laughs> right. pig puppets and frog puppets and this is a frog I, singing about rainbows? You, <laughs> what's so amazing about rainbows? Yeah, nice shot, Grant. Um, Matt, I mean, I, I get the point. Yeah, I get the point. Yeah. Um, uh, but to uh, to counter Aaron's point, when the aliens come, are they going to go rent a great Muppet? Cable? Oh yeah, that'll be the first. <laughs> the first thing they do is stop and rent yeah, a great stop Muppet at blockbuster. Cable. They'll yeah, find I mean, the one blockbuster, blockbuster doesn't exist. Yes. So they have to come in, get a Netflix account, uh, <laughs> see what's playing. And then they're like, this uh, one is weird. They, they, they type in Great Muppet Caper, and it's like, this is not available to me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How am I 
going to learn about their culture. Exactly. Well, maybe I can steal it somewhere. Uh, I assume, though, it'll be a bit torrent that they'll find it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I do like the idea of... Uh, Okay, when aliens come, what's the weirdest uh, piece of media for them to have consumed? Mm. Like, I read somewhere on a place, like, at a placemat at Denny's. I don't know how factual this is. <laughs> like, the first signal ever sent into space is a speech by Hitler. So, like, what must aliens think mm. of this? That was on a placemat at Denny's! <laughs> <laughs> Except it was written on it the back. <laughs> it was written on the back uh, <laughs> hastily by the previous customer. Let me like, rephrase oh, that. Sorry, we reused the other side. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It was on a Denny's placemat, but it wasn't in a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Denny's placemat. <laughs> <laughs> at a Red Robin. <laughs> Uh, there's a guy in our neighborhood who pushes them into all those little free little libraries. Uh, yeah. He canvasses the neighborhood with windshield. Yeah. He's in a free library and someone's he canvasses the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. He canvasses the neighborhood with Denny's placemats that he stole and wrote anti-Semitic <laughs> ramblings on and gives them to each house. And also solved the jumble. <laughs> he solved the jumble. Yeah, that's, and, the answer is fries. And asks rude. A rhetorical <laughs> why is why is NASA pro Hitler? NASA and Nazi. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two letters at fifty percent similarity makes you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that other fifty percent? Exactly. We don't know space, and they don't want uh, us to know. They don't know, and they don't want us to know. Again, yeah. like the easiest takedown of any science. Mm-hmm. They don't know, and they won't tell you. Yes. Uh, all right, Grant. Where where would you? Where's your next? Uh, Travel destination. Uh, well, my answer sucks because my answer is nowhere. Because I just I have no desire nice. to travel anywhere uh, at all for any reason. You're, you I like learning about other places, but I just don't give a shit about actually seeing them. If I were to take a screenshot of you right now, I could say you are in your Garden of Eden. You have created your paradise. There is nowhere outside of that that you would want to go. Well, well, I thought you were being 100% serious at first. Because no, he is. I think he is. Okay, no, no, I Matt. I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, Matt, like, about the Garden of Eden paradise thing. Like, I think I don't Matt's know if right. Because it's like, okay, He's wrong. Grant likes running. I see a treadmill. There's a drum mm. kit. There's video equipment. Uh, I see the trophy from the Kumiteru, but uh, I know that there is a knife target throwing, uh, so you can do your knife throwing there. Uh, there is all of your other musical equipment in there. Your video gamer is If you had to live the next year only in that room, you could do it, I bet. I could, because this is where I live. I bet the same is true for you. No, no. <laughs> uh, look, what you see as... If you had to live the next year in that house, you must be... Leave. This must be my paradise. Well, what it's much more akin to a fallout shelter. It's got like, everything you is, need. This is where I'm holed up. It doesn't mean I want to be here. It doesn't mean that you know. It's just, just as far as as far as traveling and everything is concerned, I just don't really care. If I have to answer something, I'd say the Great Pyramids. Something. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's that's cool. I like learning about that. Uh, but I really just don't give a shit about seeing it with my own human eyes. Okay. Like I, that, that does mean, that does mean nothing. So like the World War II stuff, like to do a tour of some of the sites or something like that. 
it's not that I would get nothing out of it. Okay. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I'd rather read about it or watch something about it or mm-hmm. you know, watch something about this morning, back, actually. The day we came back from Italy, we had a repair guy fixing our uh, some, some electrical thing in our house. And he was like, Italy? Psh, we got pizza and statues here. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay. He's right on one well, level. that's not my attitude. No. <laughs> I understand that they have... Uh, uh, much cooler statues. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> the statues yeah. are cooler. Yeah, because they're older. <laughs> on, the back of a, on the back of a Marvel magazine yeah. on the hot or not scale, Italian sculpture. There's the statue of, of Mary, the Pieta, where she is holding the the uh, dead body of Jesus. And in the background, Mary Magdalene is hitting a jukebox <laughs> uh, with her elbow. Jitterbox. Just, whoo. <laughs> Hey, Mrs. C. Mrs. C. Mrs. C of N. Kind of weird that that's what cool is. Like, somehow it's like the 50s, uh, which <laughs> yeah, is pretty right. fucking that, that, that transcends decade, all, all cultures. All right. Why are we still going back to that? Jukebox. Uh, but somehow that is like. Hey, what's cool? Mm-hmm. And then you see like the guy in the leather jacket, leather jacket. dumbass yeah. greaser yeah. in a mm-hmm. Chevy, and it's like, hey, he's gonna yeah. go out and get a malt with his best girl. Like, what could be cooler <laughs> than that? He's making time with his best gal. Girk. Yeah, yeah. But a hundred percent. Anytime someone's walked into a bar and like taken ownership of the jukebox, I'm like, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> like someone who puts like you know, you see him like put like a twenty in me. Like, there's a lot yeah. of Dave Matthews yeah. coming. Who yeah. has the story <laughs> of somebody playing the same song ten times in a row? Uh, actually, I'll weave that in here because that's that. I'll weave that in because I think that really works to my what I'm going to say about travel. So, okay. um, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Ben, mm-hmm. um, because when I first thought of the question, it's so fucking intimidating. Going like, God, I want to do everything in the world. I want to see all these countries. And um, my first line of thought is like thinking back to um, last spring when I, when we went to like anchor in Cambodia and I'm just like, still can't get over like viewing these like ancient temples and, and these sites where I'm like, I want to go to Machu Picchu. I want to go to like all these other sites that like, there's just such a takeaway of like, there was this whole fucking rich civilization, people who that all the world that they knew was built into this that we don't even know about and we've thrown away and forgotten about. And there's like such an important, I think, perspective to like be learned by like being there and like seeing these stone temples and going like, yeah, we don't know who these people were. We don't know like what their language was. And it's like, uh, they're kind of forgotten. So, and, and so I love all of those things. Um, and then it made me kind of think more about like, the experience, like, okay, well, I, I want to go to Easter Island. I want to go to all these places, but like, what's an experience I would want? And Ben, you brought up, um, the example of where I went to, uh, Punxsutawney for Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> which Punxsutawney, no offense to all of our Punxsutawney listeners, but you know, not a place that a lot of people are going to want to just go as a pilgrimage to visit, uh, for most times of the year. Um, but for Groundhog Day, we thought, like, wouldn't that be fun to go to Punxsutawney for Groundhog Day? And um, so, 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 so different than the movie. If you're expecting the movie, it, that movie was filmed in Illinois and not Pennsylvania. <laughs> but um, 
I had a great, great, great time. But uh, the the episode Ben brings up is that they're we're like, well, we did the groundhog thing, which was its own deal. Let's go and in, back into town. We go into this bar, and you know we're in a we're in a new place. We're like, cool. We go into this hole in the wall. Uh, friend of mine, we sit down. Another friend goes up to the bar. And we're like talking about the morning and the groundhog and the other friend comes back and he says, we got to go. <laughs> and like, we had just sat down <laughs> and he goes, I just put $5 in the jukebox. I put Christina Aguilera, Jeannie in a bottle on repeat. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Matt's thinking like, Hey, this place is nice. And your friend's like, I poisoned the water. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, this is pretty cool. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stick it like you got to think of like what's that experience is like for like it plays once no one thinks about it plays twice maybe people start you know like what is that time frame where time it, someone's like is it your it birthday? goes from like noticeable to annoying to like all right we gotta is it still ha- all right we gotta get this fucking thing out of here like um we weren't needless to say we didn't stick around to find out what that time frame was um <laughs> So my travel thing was also kind of like, again, because there's so many places I would want to go. Um, I was thinking like, well, c- combining a couple of things. One was like, man, I really want to see the Northern Lights just because I think of that at like a, at a cosmic level, like experience. Like I think seeing, you know, the Northern Lights and granted I could, I can watch them on video and see them in, in pictures, but like, it puts you in this perspective of like we're being bombarded with, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We're if all passengers rays. on spaceship Earth. <laughs> exactly. These cosmic rays. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that that's kind when of like we say that? a cool perspective to have, and uh, and then I was like, I would like to go uh, to Norway, Sweden, Finland, Scandinavia for a lot of reasons, and then I combined that with. Um, my favorite band to see live. So I'm thinking of like experiences. I love watching live music. I love being on a show where you're just having some. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, they're still alive. We're we're still listening. Um, sorry. Just being at a show. That's just like some where you're just having so much fun. It's like, to me, that's like where there's nothing more fun than that. So the band, um, death by Unga Bunga, Every time they're in New York, I, I've probably seen them five times now, and it's like the five funnest times that I've ever, you know, experienced. It's so, so fun. So I'm like, an ideal trip, wouldn't that be fucking awesome to go to Norway, to see them, because they're always playing in Norway, um, to see them in Norway, see the Northern Lights, see the rest of Norway, whatever fjords it has to offer, whatever, but... Um, not that it's like the defining epic trip, but like, I think that would be super fun to like, um, catch, uh, that band and all, and then do the rest of the things that you could do there. So that was the thing I was thinking about is like, wouldn't that be rad? That's a heck of a trip. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, Hey, it doesn't look like ABBA's touring right now. <laughs> any, uh... They're not? I'm looking. Uh, now, what does it look like as far as how many of them are alive today? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Is that the Wikipedia? Because I'm going to go. It's going to take me a little while. Oh, okay. Goals your are your team. I thought by, by we'll <laughs> see, I thought yes. you meant like I go to Norway and wait at a venue to see how many of them show up. <laughs> you could do that. I mean, that's one way to do it. So, okay, for sure one, uh, let's go number two, also alive. Number three, oh, Bjorn Olveus, he was my favorite. Uh, still alive, thank, <laughs> thank God. God. Uh, Benny Anderson still alive. All four of them. The big four, still alive. Classic. I don't know if they have, like, if they brought in other A's or B's after, you know, one of the A's <laughs> or B's left the group. Uh, but the classic lineup for sure is okay. still alive. There's no C's yet. We haven't hit the C's. No, no. That, that'd be Abacus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they rock. Uh huh. <laughs> I love their early stuff. Yes. So, hey, good transition, I guess, into my question. Um, uh, because as we kind of go around and say, well, uh, where would you like to travel? And Grant says, I wouldn't. I mean, not that you don't want to travel, Grant, or that you wouldn't go to a place if you needed to go there, but you have no itch to go and see it, where Matt seems really hungry, like, I gotta see this, I've gotta see that. Um, and, that was an angle to a question that I was just kind of thinking uh, about. Well, mostly it was why I was wasting my time on doing some stuff. So it was a very. It started from. A, it came from a negative place. Why am I doing this? Is it a defect or something? Or like what? So why do people have to do stuff like uh, creative things or travel or sports? It seems like there's some people that just have a drive that they want and have to do some stuff, and then some people don't. I don't. I, I don't know. So I'll, I'll go last on this one. So um, let's just roll down in age then. So Corey, why do some? Why do you think some people have a drive to to do these things, creative things, sports, travel, whatever? Um, anything outside of standard, like, hunt, gather, fuck it, fight it, eat it kind of, uh, survival mentality. I feel like all the creativity is, um, it's another form of communication. You're trying to get an idea across. Um, you, maybe you're not saying it loudly. Maybe you build something and don't really show anybody, but you're trying to say something, you know? Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not like you put a video on the internet. It's not like you... Uh, wrote a song for someone else. It can be it can be anywhere from like trying to really share this and communicate an idea, or it can be just you know very quietly just trying to get something out or work out some idea in your head. I feel like it's some type of communication that doesn't fit into uh, words or numbers. That's, that's a really interesting answer. Stuff. I talked to somebody recently that, um, and she's a very creative person, uh, and that was kind of what she was saying of like I'll get an idea in my head and then I'll think like that gives me an idea for a piece of art because um, uh, maybe it wasn't like whether I could say it another way or not. Um, but it was, I get an idea and then I just think I'm going to put it through my whatever media that she has. And I, mm-hmm. I thought, Oh, that's interesting. Cause I don't know that I'm from like a making thing, such a creative person, but, uh, and I, and I, cause I don't think of it that way. And I always think when someone like you, Corey, you make a lot of creative stuff and I'm God damn, how do you think of that? Okay, because you think you have a thought or an idea, and then you just go to uh, the media that you're using and, and express it. Yep. Sure. Okay. Great expression. A way to express yourself. Matt, um, and you otherwise think you can top that? That's the best answer so far. 
It is the best answer <laughs> so far. Like, my answer is, I'll give you my first answer, which is like going to be pretty lame, is just genes. Um, I think genetically, uh, people are predisposed to, if, if we're going to call something a, a big, a big swath of activity, like creativity. Um, I think some people are predisposed to be creative and, and some aren't. Um, so that's like a really lame answer in that, like, um, I guess, I guess that, that probably encompasses, um, specific talents that we're thinking about sometimes. I, I think like when we say creative, it's like, art it's music and those kinds of things although i think i think of creating um you know creating could be building something it could be brewing beer it could be a lot of things but um either way i think there so there's like a genetic disposition that makes us that that may give us that talent let's say as well as this um uh, I don't know if you want to call it like an itch, but like a need. There's people that just like have this need, right? And it's just like nagging them that they have to go and do these things and, 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 um, d- be it at the detriment to their ability to pay rent or all of uh, many other things. They have this nagging need to, to create. And, um, so I think part of that is, is, you know, just who you are. Um, so that's kind of, it, it might be like a cop-out answer, but I do think that is a huge factor. The other thing... Do you think you have it? Um, I, I think we... That's a great question, Corey. I think we probably all have it to some degree. I don't think it's an on-off switch. I think it's, um, you know, just like a height or strength or um, other variable factors that we might have. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a spectrum. Um so I think my other, my, my second answer will be aside from a genetic disposition. I was thinking about this as like maybe just priority, right? Because like, um, I, I don't think I'm that person who has this like nagging. I have to create, I have to do something or, or I'm just not going to feel, um, accomplished or I'm not going to feel like my day's done until I've create, I've created, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I love creating. Um, when we make a podcast, it, it's really, there's this cool accomplishment. Like we put something out in the world, like that was cool. Um, if I write a song, if, if, uh, I play with a band and we, and we make music, um, if I write a poem, all of these things, I I just feel like very good having done it, and I feel like um, just a satis- satisfaction in the fact that I have created something, whether of, of whatever quality. So yeah, to to then not cop out on my genetic answer is like I I definitely feel that right. Like I love creating, and I love um, the satisfaction that comes with that. But so why don't I do it more? Why am I not more of a creative person? And I think it it comes down to like prioritization or time management or like making time for that. And like coming around to the new year, 
it's something that's been like definitely on my mind is like, how do you allow for that, um, that time or how do you prioritize making that happen? So like, if you just get into your routine, your rut, whatever, and you're like, yeah, I go to work, I do this, you go home and then you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. I really wanted to, really wanted to write a song this, this week or this month, or I really wanted to build that thing, but I never got around to it. Like you just, I, I think it, comes down to like making that conscious decision of um I am going to set aside this time to make this happen and it it's really hard especially like with creativity like let's say let's say I wanted to write a screenplay like if I were to say I'm going to set aside 3 hours this afternoon to work on that like when I start that clock I feel like I'm probably gonna like spend those th- first three hours and maybe get two words and then delete them and then after three hours and be like, well, job well, you know, like it doesn't. You can't like force it, right? So you can't necessarily force creativity, but you have to give yourself the opportunity to be creative. Like I think you have to like set aside the time. Like this Saturday, um, I'm gonna focus on woodworking. I'm gonna brew beer. I'm gonna like. This afternoon, I'm going to play guitar and just fuck around and see what happens. But, like, if you don't even give yourself that window, then I don't... Obviously, you'll just... You'll never be creative. You'll never be like, ah, I really wanted to do that thing, but I never got around to... You know? So why some people versus another, though? So some people seem like they they have to do something, um, and some people, they don't. Well, so this... the, the, The hard answer of one versus the other i i'm gonna go back to genetics i just think like some people may let's just call it like aren't wired for that but i think all of us to some degree are and then it's a matter of prioritizing uh within that so there's my short answer okay okay grant why why do some people seem to have the drive to do something well uh what you've asked is sort of like two different kind of things because at first you said like what why do people do anything and you were including uh like sports and whatever yeah why do some people uh, have the drive to yes, do things that's and others do not. things but then there's also that's a separate question i think from why are some people creative i think i agree with that creativity is basically mm-hmm. basically well it's sort of what matt said not necessarily genetics but just this is the way your brain no, works. It's creativity is 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 uh, well of course obviously there, it's uh, there's nature and that's it. There's no nurture. Thank you. Everyone knows. Thank you. It's all. I've read your book. I read your your, your manifesto. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a signed copy as well, Grant. <laughs> well, excellent. Um, uh, should go up in value after you're assassinated. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think. Uh, Creativity is just, um, like, I don't know that there really is anything that would actually truly, in reality, be called original. It's just resorting things that already exist. And so, do you have a cycle in your brain that can take things and reorder them mm-hmm. into something that was into a, an order that did not previously exist? Uh, some people's brains have that connection and some people don't. And so some people just like, uh, I've heard, uh, 
the the artist for Penny Arcade talking about uh, uh, talking with his dad and how he's uh, he was creating the uh, the artist was uh, working on this uh, this like ex- this uh, world called the Ironwood that they've created and uh, it's a fantasy uh, forest kind of thing and he's just talking about all this stuff and his dad is just like how do you do this when do you and he's well, what do you mean how do I do it I just do it it comes out I just think about it and a new thing happens and his dad is just like I don't understand what do you like he could he, he can't conceive of the idea of creating something new because that's just not how his brain works so it's really just like do you have the cycle in your brain that does that is that a thing that your brain can do uh it's like if you have uh Ben's uh, uh press break that can punch holes in steel but it can't uh it can't like punch fold paper in into heart. origami it can't fold paper into origami it's you, you can't make it do that mm-hmm. uh it's it's a machine designed to do a thing and that's what your brain is it's a machine designed to do some things and some people's brains have uh that they have that like slider on the Play-Doh fun factory. Some people have a star. Some people have a circle. <laughs> some people have a square. Some people have all of them. Some people uh, have like a, a a defective copy that doesn't quite work. <laughs> some people have a huge whatever dick-shaped one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's as that's where I'm at as far as where does creativity come from. But as far as why do people have the drive to do things? I think it's, uh, I think it can actually all just be boiled down to insecurity. I think the drive <laughs> to do something means that you are not secure with where things are, uh, in, in some way, to some degree, uh, in some fashion with something, there is something in your brain that is unhappy and that is insecure with the status quo. And you need to do something to, to fix that. I need to, uh, just a simple example is like, why was, why is Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player ever? Part of it is because he was unbelievably talented. And the other part of it is because he is the most competitive human being who has ever walked on the face of the earth and because competitiveness until LeBron be, James came on. because he has that drive. No, number, he's more competitive than LeBron, but he's there's more competitive than anyone. He wants to murder you <laughs> to win because he is. There's an insecurity in his Has brain he yes. that he he can't be. Yes, several people, but he's he's MJ. He's he fucking off. competitive. You haven't just, found them, and you won't. He killed them better than he's, any murderer has ever hit a body mm-hmm. before. As he <laughs> killed them, he had his tongue hanging out. Uh, <laughs> sure, we never sure. heard his victim. He dumped him right in the dumpster. <laughs> yes, exactly. The last place he'd ever look. But he <laughs> he dumped. <laughs> there is something. In he him threw the bag he, of body parts in the dumpster with a dunk shot. <laughs> Take it back. So, uh, yes, dunk shot. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Uh, stab shakalaka. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, he has the need to prove himself. He has to dominate. He has to prove, I am better. Look at what I can do. Because there's an insecurity inside of him that he is not... He can't just be happy with the knowledge that I am better or that, or that I am not better. He cannot be happy with that. He has to prove it because there's an insecurity inside of him. Mm. And that's an extreme example, but I think that's where the, where the drive to do anything at all comes from. (laughs) Insecurity, 
plus opportunity. Because right. Because some people don't see an opportunity uh, to better whatever, to fix whatever problems they feel in their brain. They have the, the nagging push and you feel like I should do something, but you don't, uh, for whatever reason, you don't see the opportunity to do it then and so you don't do it right so there's a i I, i'm with you grant because i I think there's a lot of stories that you can go like you know he was he was a poor kid growing up so then he fill in the blank so he had this like chip on his shoulder or a hole or a need or a something and that's why he achieved this thing because no story is ever like he had everything all the time everything he ever wanted and not like because then then there's a story of he had everything but the thing and then it drove him to do this no the guy had all the stuff, all the adulation, all the, all the, sh- all the stuff. Pussy and jelly donuts, as far as the eye can see, and, <laughs> and then he achieved Krillers, all this stuff. No bear one, claws, yeah, crullers and bear claws, yeah. Then no one achieves shit if they have crullers, bear claws, and pussy. They have the triforce <laughs> already. Three pussy, but three type of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, hands, choppers, two kinds of donuts. Yes. Two so, ah, uh, yeah, Dexter. Um, so, I, I, I'm with you. And and why I was thinking of this is like, well, so rewinding a little bit. Um, yeah, Grant. If we if we parse the question into like creativity versus other stuff, yeah, I'm with you because I'll think, God damn it, Corey. There. Okay, I can think of a bunch of different situations where I go. <laughs> One level up. I can think of a billion situations when I said, God damn it, Corey. Uh, yeah. But back to for the creative thing, like I remember sort we would play with Legos, we would do a thing, and then I would just look over and go, What the fuck? I remember you made this awesome dinosaur dragon thing, which was the cockpit of something else, but you made that the dinosaur body and it was like a, a robot thing that thing got in, and it was just like, Oh my god, I've never seen a person use the piece that way, but and then from then on, that was how that worked for me. And then you would always create these new ideas. So I think that there is something with some people's brains are able to create certain things. Um, with language and jokes, yeah, I, I can play along with that one. I, I know how to com- um, to contribute there. But other things that I've learned craft-wise or something, um, I'm trying to make stuff that has already happened. I don't just express myself through those things. Um, with back with beer, it was, I want to learn how to make a perfect blah and how to execute this and how to build these machines. Um, later I'll figure out how to like, maybe I'll put a little more chocolate malt in that one, but I, not how some people just invent the world anew. So I, I get you on that one, Grant. Um, and the second piece is the drive to do stuff does seem that it's somebody trying to fill a hole, um, that, they didn't have this. Um, nobody hugged them or whatever it is. So it's almost like it's a defect or something that they're, you're chasing after something. You just can't just be content. You should be content. Um, that's the, um, the world of, uh, meditation and stuff, right? That you should, um, just accept that you're not trying to like, uh, if I get one more of these, that'll make me happy. Or if I, Go and buy a coffee roaster that you know that you don't need because you can go and buy coffee down the street, but you tried to buy one anyway, and so then it's coming on Tuesday. Um, (laughs) Then you're trying to have these machines to make you happy and and buying all this crap. So so in some ways, it's like a defect that you're trying to fill this hole. But at the same time, 
Michael Jordan has brought joy to countless children and no NBA players. <laughs> it doesn't mean you shouldn't. It's all wrong, you know. Sure. Maybe, uh, you know, that's that's where that's where anything good comes from is people making shit. Yeah. So somehow it's interesting that like good things come from um, incompleteness or brokenness I, or, or something. I really like I, I the, the the examples you're giving and, and what you're saying isn't necessarily entirely wrong, but I I really feel um, I really disagree. If well, if wrong. we're summarizing <laughs> that like it comes from like o- only from broken things and from people who um, have uh, uh, what was the word you were using, Grant? The, the competitor um, had something to prove. Insecurity. That story makes sense. Insecurity doesn't mean that you were like uh, driven crazy by it. Michael Jordan's an extreme example because he was he's the greatest basketball player who ever lived, and it, it took a lot to but, to push you up to those heights, but. It's just any it, insecurity is tiny. It, it but, can be just well, a little nagging thing. I don't think it's a. I, I agree with that. Some that is exactly where something like Michael Jordan comes from. But if someone draws a really funny cartoon and, and shares it with the world, like that is because they were in, there's an insecurity in them that they needed to do. No, that. no, no, like, no, 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 no. That's what I don't no, no. agree. With. So let's split this up. So one is like people who have like the ability to draw or the, um, the. I don't know the the ability to be to excel at music to have sure. some natural talent, but there's kind of a thing of drive. Okay, so this also really wasn't my original question either, but the the drive. Aspect well, you asked a dumb question then. <laughs> That's exactly it. Sucks. it. I think we can all agree. That's exactly it. And, and the word drive was in it, but um, so like champions of all stripes, I think have a hole that they're trying. Absolutely. To build. Yep. Right. So. Whether that's and, and and Christ the tortured artist and blah 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 that's another trope that um, okay they're they're trying to um, uh, women never I had trouble with women so then I painted all this stuff Egon Sheila and then he, you go wow that's these are these beautiful representations of like um, is that uh, Ghostbusters three I don't think I saw that and blah 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 yeah it is hmm? straight to video. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Anyway, whatever. But Ghostbusters 3. I, just trying to think of an artist and uh, something where it's like, well, clearly you're trying to get something here, but it's um, you're chasing it. I, I'm sure that there are uh, lots of – it's not that to be creative you have to be broken because that's kind of the mythology of like – Yeah. The myth- yeah. mythology. Yeah. Misunderstanding that uh, if I do heroin, I'm going to be the next Kurt Cobain. Like that's just not true. That's not going right, to work out. Right, right. Um, but from the drive aspect of like, well, why do I want to do it? If I think of like that high level thing, then I can agree with Grant. If I take a step back and go like, why does anybody do anything? Why does anybody travel or make stuff or do things? That one has been a curious one for me because, well, eh, they're clear, they don't have the same level of psychosis if there is a psychosis that's driving it. But I was wondering lately, the... This this mythical person in my head that is content with the daily routine of get up and go to work, come home, have dinner, watch TV, the mm-hmm. whatever is on network TV, and at least in the old days back when people did that, and and get up and repeat again. Maybe sometimes they have a feeling like something is missing in their life, or maybe there are people who they're just complete and they, they don't have any need to go out and do anything. Mm-hmm. One, I guess, you know, switch the question. Does okay. that exist? 
Part of, okay, I'll say this. Part of, like, um, I've got, uh, I've got my board over here with all my work on it. This is my office that I'm in. For the, for the listeners who wanted to hear what my office sounds like. I've got my board over here with all my clients on it and the work that they have to do for them. And, you know, it's like all charted out. And then I've just got a board of ideas that I'm like, I gotta make these things. And part of it is like, it's such a good idea. It'd be a shame if it didn't exist. Like, I better get to cross stitching. Like, I'm doing all this cross stitching. Just because I'm like, it'd be really funny to see this one thing, or really clever to see this thing. Like, that's why I have to. I've got the perfect shape. I've got to make the puzzle piece to fill it. You know, uh, it's too good. I want to share it. I, I'm like smiling and giddy at it. In my example, Corey, I make, uh, of yeah. I said, hey, I, I know someone who, and and she said, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, it was the same thing. She said, yeah, I like I need to keep working because I have these ideas that I have to get out, and that was weird to me because I was saying like. Well, if I was learning this craft, I could spend all day um, cutting dovetails to until I get good at making a dovetail. And it was, oh, no, no. I just have to start making – my dovetails will get better as my pieces go on, but I have to get these ideas out. And that was where to – I think we've said like the, the nature point of like, I don't think that way. I just don't – like the people who are really creative and have these ideas – Corey, I don't think like you, and I. Um, it depresses me when I'm like, man, I didn't make anything. Just two things this week, because you have thousands of ideas that you're like, that's brilliant, or that deserves some time, or this is worthy. And the hard thing is picking which one, and then you make a tenth of those, and you finish a tenth of those, and it still seems like you're putting all this stuff out. You're just always seeing like a clever idea, mm-hmm. or what you th- tell yourself is a clever idea. And then, like, you know, sometimes it works, and sometimes you're like, look, poop socks. And everyone's like, eh, <laughs> eh, not quite there. Well, I think... Like, uh, if it wasn't for old Nintendo songs, I wouldn't be playing the violin. Like, <laughs> that's entirely the reason. I just think it'd be funny to do that. That's it. That's all that drives it. There, we wrapped up creativity. Easy. Solved. <laughs> Solved. Problem well, hey, comes. yeah, and like I said, I... I I had been thinking a while about like, well, how do I ask this question? But I don't even know what I want to ask, really. I mean, it's just kind of a general topic. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm glad that took the heat off of me for not actually having a question either. Uh, Yeah, it's a a bummer of a question kind of a thing. Or it's more philosophical. Well, no, we just just know now not to end an episode on a Ben question, but that's okay. (laughs) 